This is JFM Podcast. The most painful, which is the current situation in our country, the security architecture has broken. The country is in dear, serious crisis. Not only one section, from north to west to east. And we call on President Buhari to declare a national state of emergency on security. People are dying. You don't even know their numbers. Why must we continue to lose our people on the streets? Homes are being attacked. Bandits are all over the place. And so the president should declare a state of um, emergency on security nationwide and focus on security. Without security of life and property, what can happen? There will be no development. And that is the truth. It's not politics. We should put politics aside and face the business of government squarely. Mr. President, provide security of life and property. And you, if you can't do it, you've done it for over six years, it is better for you to involve everybody, declare a state of emergency. Our people are dying in thousands. a beautiful morning to you. Welcome to the second edition of the week of the program, Let's Talk. And today is April 20, 2021. It's two minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. And today, security, as always, it has been in the news and has continued to be in the news. So much threats to our national security. And uh, I mean, we must have systems of checks and balances to make sure that those people who are making critical decisions for our country are held accountable and uh, know where is that more important than in the area of national security. Even today we saw in the news uh, where a player is saying that he will not be traveling, uh, he will only be playing home matches except you know, he's sure that the roads are safe. And this and so much more also hearing in the news is a monarch who has been kidnapped and they're asking for 20 million naira at this time uh, when we know that the economy is biting hard on everyone, the fuel increase, food inflation, and yet you do not have the security to move around. I mean, I would not just get up and tell myself I'm going anywhere at this time without being sure of, I'm not even sure if there's a way to be sure really of where or how safe you are going to be on the road. And we've seen also the acting IGP vowing that he will change the narratives of Nigeria Nigeria's internal security and I uh, was still waiting to see uh, these changes not just in words but in a lot of action and in the studio this morning much to talk about security and what has been going on in the nation we will be looking at uh, seven years after Chibo girls abduction and also resurgence of killings on the plateau, the wearing killings, and also uh, Musa Shoms right here wrote uh, an article concerning the minister linked to terrorism. We'll be digging and chopping up on all of this this morning. And we have in the studio with us Solomon T. Majidadi. Did I get that right? Majidadi. Yeah, you're right. The former student leader, uh, state and national level, and also Musa Shoms, a social and political analyst. We also have uh, Mr. Aaron J. James, also who is an entrepreneur and a political analyst. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for being with us this morning. Thank you for having Thank us this morning. Having us. Good morning. 
All right. Um, talking about the Chibok girls, we saw this over the weekend, and that is seven years after abduction of uh, the 19th of April 2014. Boko Haram men invaded government girls' college. Chibok kidnapped 276 girls, mostly aged between 16 and 17 years. Now it's seven years later after the Chibok girls' abduction. And uh, we're still, these girls are still unaccounted for. And the president has reiterated again and again his commitment at securing the release of the remaining students. And uh, they say the rescue mission is a work in progress. And uh, this work started, I would say, for this administration since 2015. And uh, many also would say that kidnap these days is like pure water in Nigeria. It's not something to laugh about at all because anybody can be a victim. It's no more uh, a rich man or a poor man. Any person at all can be a victim. I mean, some people are even uh, saying that, okay, since uh, they know that the government will not negotiate with, especially if they go to schools to kidnap, they're now kidnapping individuals, which is perhaps more of what we're beginning to see these days, kidnapping across the country daily. And the president said the government will not be deemed uh, to have succeeded with insurgency if they do not rescue the Chibok girls seven years in captivity. Uh, gentlemen, what do you make of this news? Let's start with this particular one before we move into other areas this morning. Tens of thousands of children are missing out on their education because of uh, authorities' ongoing failure to protect schools, particularly in northern Nigeria, from attacks by insurgents and other armed groups. Uh, Amnesty International has also lent their voice to this. Musa, let's start with you. Um, first of all, my heart goes out to the parents and families of the, um, the Chibo girls. It's not easy for you to not to see your child for seven days. And we're not talking about seven weeks or seven months, but seven good years. If you break it down into days, it will shock you that it's close to about um, 1,500 or more days that parents had to stay without their children. And um, when President Muhammad Bwari was campaigning, one of the things he told Nigerians was that he was going to rescue these girls. But while, he's, while she was president, or he is president, we have had the Dabchi schools girl and school girls adoption. We have the Kankara schoolboys. We have the Kagara. And it will tell you that um, we do not take security seriously around here. And um, surprisingly, you get to hear that, uh, for example, Leah Sharibun Dabchi, if not for Khadija Grema, one of the abductees that said Leah was not released on the account of her faith. Yeah. And you begin to ask yourself, must everybody be a Muslim in Nigeria? Must everybody be a Christian? If God wanted us to be Muslims in Nigeria, he would call us Yemen. If he wants us to be Christian, we will be Norway or Denmark. Even in those places, you still find pockets of people that do not believe in these religions. My major problem is when people are saddled with responsibility, they should handle it well. For example, in the ground norm of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, the primary responsibility of government is the protection of lives and properties. Can we beat our chest and say government has been doing that responsibility? The answer is a capital no. Those um, Chibo girls, some of them were teenagers, 17, 18. Seven years down the line, they've become 25 years old. They've become 26. Some of them, the list that you can find among them is 23, 24. And you've stayed with rascals, with bandits for a long time. Your mental makeup will change. Your worldview will change. Sometimes if you bring them back to normalcy, you've got to do a lot of psychotherapic um, job on them for them to even become normal people. And I ask again, sometimes 
sometimes you will see these um, wicked Nigerians or foreigners who have come to destroy this country, reel out videos and say, we've made this person pregnant, we are going to attack this person. And the shocking thing is that people that are supposed to protect us, people that are supposed to say the right things, preachers, you hear them giving acidic sermons, insightful preachings, and telling you that killing Boko Haram is killing the North. Even President Muhammad Buhari said the same thing. So you begin to ask yourself, are we truly, truly fighting Boko Haram or is it just lip service? Because what we say are laced with ethnic issues, are laced with tribal issues, are laced with interdenominational issues. Like you said about the article I wrote, I wrote about Pantami. I know him very well because my younger brother stays in Bauchi. When you hear him speak, if you belong to the faith that he belongs to, you will feel like as you move out of the sanctuary, you're going to go and kill somebody. He cries sometimes saying, Joss is not far. They are killing us. Mm. There is no water. There is this and there is no that. But my issue is, Fantami is not the only person that behaves that way. Some Christian preachers do preach hate. Hmm. And people that have this mental makeup shouldn't find their place in secular governance hmm. because what they do is extremism. What they do is fanatical. So I wonder why you will now even give that person the chance to be the director general of Nigeria Information Technology Development Agency, NIDA. Then afterwards, make him a minister. The same man. That's why we need to be careful with the things we say. You know, once you think that your, your allegiance is to your tribe, is to your religion, you are not fit for governance. You're not fit for a public office. These are people that have done fatwa. I remember Aaron, you and I were in ABU in 2004. The president of Equa Student Ministry, Sunday Achi, a 400-level student, went out to give pamphlets for preaching. A fatwa was declared on him and he was stoned to death. His parents live in leather research. I know why they were mourning. Lo and behold, in the same country, these people will see the man that declared fatwa on their son becoming a minister and their son is late. Do you know the investment for a child to go through 100, 200, 300, 400 levels in Nigeria with strikes and all those things? And this is a child that somebody just said what he did is anti my religion, anti my faith. And for him, he's pro his religion and pro his faith. Evangelism should be about your lifestyle. It shouldn't be about you telling people acidic issues. It shouldn't be about you inciting people. Then lo and behold, these people find their way into the corridors of power. That is why we'll continue to have seven, um, seven years of seaborg girls since they were abducted. That is why we'll have Kankara school boys being abducted. That is why we'll have Kagara boys still abducted. That is why the North will continue to be backward. For example, there are 13 million children out of school, mm. pre predominantly in the North. And when you go to schools again to kidnap them, you are weakening them. If I've seen guns, if I've seen the fierceness of bandits, if I've seen the, the, the crass nature of bandits in the bush, will you advise me to go back to school? Except if I'm built to go to school, I wouldn't go. In fact, but, it's even scary, Musa, because sometimes it looks like the negotiations are even made right in front of those children themselves. They hear huge amounts of money uh, being talked about. That is why Khadija Grema, for example... Why should they go to school? That is why Khadija Grema, for example, said Leah Sharibu was not released on the account of her religion. If not because, if sorry to say, if she was interviewed by a different station, you wouldn't have had that um, testimony. But because the person interviewing her works with a different TV station that has a different ideology, it became a national thing. And sorry, ma, if you go to the university and you get employment with NMPC 
and you work for 35 years. The money this bandits get in two years, you might not get except if you're a thief and you're corrupt. Mm. Until we make this thing to be unfavorable, until we make this thing to look unattractive, it is going to continue. All right, Musa, thank you for that opener. Now, we also saw, still with uh, Boko Haram and Chibok girls, the factionalization of Boko Haram. Uh, many say made things difficult uh, in 2017, early 2017, late 2016, that the arrangement was made in conjunction with the Swiss government and the Red Cross. The last quarter of 2016, Boko Haram became factionalized, and a faction arrived and said that if they hand over those girls, they would kill the rest of the girls in their custody. So um, the belief is that those girls were shared among themselves now um, with 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 intention with time it has taken it must have caused the radicalization of these girls by this time now talking about the Stockholm syndrome where you fall in love with the person who is harming you at this point what do you make of this should the government still continue trying to bring these girls back or uh, should they just let them be at this point because many would say they have already been radicalized we've heard of cases uh, on Al Jazeera where some of the girls even after being rescued went back to meet their lovers or their husbands in this situation. Uh, let's hear from you now. Well, thank you, Zoe. Good morning once again. Uh, it's actually unfortunate that we are at this point discussing these issues so many, many years ago, seven years, 2014. This thing happened in 2014. And that was the bedrock upon which the present administration came up. They, they said a lot of things that uh, the, the past administration could not handle security the way it should. So, Give us the mandate or handle it for you. So a lot of Nigerians believe in them. A lot of people, a lot of citizens, a lot of those who don't even have their voters card went back and collected their voters card and straight up to the police units and made sure they did away with the past administration. Unknowingly to us, this is what we are faced with. Now, if they are being uh, shared into two by a faction of the Boko Haram, how long will they have stayed? in the forest, that it is our forest, within our own territory, under our own security, that these people have the guts to even, after the abduction, they're even going to share the, 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 their, their, their abductees into two. Okay, I am dragging with Aaron, Aaron is dragging with Musa. Okay, who is the, okay, now, we give this one to you, we give this one to you. Now, how many girls are still under captivity as we speak now? You know? Only about a hundred plus were that were rescued. Some escaped out of their own willpower. You understand? So what we are saying here is that what is happening or what has happened in the past seven years in the northeastern part of Nigeria, of course, which is where I come from, is very very disheartening. You understand? When you see people at school, children out of school, thirteen million out of school. Mostly, Sanusi Lamido Sanusi has been saying that. Now, if these are out of school up to this number, what do you take of it? What becomes of it? At the end of the day, you see that if they're out of school, what, what's next? They get married at a very tender age. And once they are married at a very tender age, what next? They take in. And after taking in, they, they, they go to the hospital for delivery, some at home, some don't even have. In fact, it will shock you that in some of our communities down there, before you could, at this jet edge, before you could get a health facility, it's a problem. Prolonged labor now will give you VVF, which is one health issue. Now, and these, are young girls. and these are young girls because their pelvics are not well developed for them to be able to deliver on their own. So prolonged labor now will lead to VVF and their own experience, who will take care of them, no, no funding, they don't have money at hand, their parents are very poor. 
You're getting me. After that, what happens next? They begin to face a lot of health challenges. And these are people that are supposed to be in school. Why are they, why are they, are they not in school? Because they are paying for the price of others. That's the government that has not been able to protect the lives and properties of the citizens. So that's why they are, what they are paying for at this point in time. Zoe, it will shock you to know that uh, even if the children are still with the bandits, as a parent, you will want to have your child back. No matter, yes, no matter how long it's the, no matter what time it is, you will want to have your child back to you. Have we not seen parents that God has given them children, but they have this Down syndrome, and they are still with their children at home? Some seven years, some 15 years, you will see a grown-up child up to 20-something years, but they, they still take care of him, wash him, clean him, feed him. A parent is a parent. A parent will want to have his child, whatever be the case. Mm. All right. Now, um, some would say, Mr. Aaron, that um, it's a failure of willpower, of intelligence, and uh, those gaining don't want insurgency to go away. I'm sure you've heard this so many times. I mean, despite what is going on in the Northeast, we've seen people looking for jobs in the Northeast because they know how lucrative it is and how high such salaries are despite the danger in such places. What is your take on this? Uh, well, thank you, Zoe. Um, it may interest you to know that with um, high risk comes huge rewards. Hmm. And then um, hence the desire for people to want to go into things that may be risky, but would yield a lot of um, money for them. Now, sadly, um, you made mention of the fact that um, some would want this to go on. Of course, sadly, uh, people that you have been looking up to that um, should be those who are responsible for protecting others are the ones who um, are involved in this uh, whole thing that we're talking about today. And um, over time, um, if you look clearly, you would see that um, I said to someone, um, maybe, just maybe, if we can do something about the issue of security votes somehow, it may curtail or crop some of these um, activities um, in terms of um, how it has lingered over time. Because there is a largesse on some of these resources. Because how do you explain huge sums of money that today have made this country indebted? Mm. All right? Mm. Indebted globally. And then we put these resources in areas that have not yielded results. Where have the monies been allotted to? What, which hands have they been passing through? You understand what I'm saying? What the monies are meant for? Have they been utilized for those purposes? These are questions that we need to ask. Today, you find out that when you go to um, areas where some of the, um, this, 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 these problems um, have been going on, you realize that the Boko Haram insurgents, insurgents themselves have even more sophisticated weapons than the Nigerian army. Now, monies over time, since from the regime of good luck, Jonathan, to this present administration, have been removed and allotted for the procurement of sophisticated weapons in order to combat this um, insurgency issue. Hence the arms proof. Yes, yes. So you see, it is, it is quite sad, and this has led to other little, little problems, like um, the issue of um, the influx of um, small weapons and, and, exactly, and, and light weapons and, 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 and all that. So now you see weapons flying around in the hands of individuals, and of course you know the implication for a country that has a very terrible economy as it is right now because our economy has degenerated there are no jobs to cater for for the teaming youths that are available 
or uh, that that are supposed to be having jobs you understand what i'm saying now you realize that some of them because of the availability of these weapons in their hands are compelled to want to go into that kind of a um, very illicit trade and then think that maybe and just maybe that is another way out for them and then um, sort of an um, economic bailout for, for themselves all right musa just in the news today uh, stakeholders at a public hearing organized by the senate on monday proposed two million naira fine on anybody caught with illegal firearms in nigeria do you think this will go in any way to stem the tide of what we're seeing or do we still need to take our borders more serious but we saw our borders being shut down for almost a year and many would say not much came out of that shutting down our borders is not just a pronouncement if you follow the news very closely you will see where president muhammad buhari's nephew who happens to be the member house of reps representing daura stood up in the green chamber of the national assembly to say the borders are not closed hmm. the borders were closed in the south I mean, but from the see, northern end we'll borders they, were not closed they, got, uh, they still are not mostly closed. rice mostly food is what they are finding and every time i see bags of rice being seized bags of food being seized which we don't even have food in the first place i don't know what they do with it they usually burn those foods but i want to see them finding those weapons that we keep hearing about you know if it is a surge of um, arms in nigeria is in is an issue that everybody knows that is why you find bandits sh showcasing what they have on on social media you hear them say meroke they don't even know how to call the names of the ammunitions they use but they have access to them and they don't sell these things in katako market or terminals nope. there is a cartel and there are agencies that are saddled with the responsibility of curtailing this rascalism but people have found their way about it that is why when good luck jonathan said there are boko haram elements in his government people thought it was a joke and today you can see even those that preached pro boko haram summons got their way into power you could see that people that Boko Haram nominated to speak for them got their way into power. You could see that people that said, if you kill Boko Haram, you are killing Muslims, you are killing the North, got their way into power. No, but he has come out to say this is something he said in his youthfulness or perhaps days of ignorance. Um, Zoe, while we are in the university, Walesha Inka came to deliver a lecture. He said, forget the past and forfeit the future. A man... History is a dialogue between the past, the present, and the future. Mm -hmm. You cannot define a man without his past. Mm. You start from somewhere, you are here, and you are getting there. That is, that is, why, they, that is why you'll be given mm. an office or uh, an assignment. For example, Zoe, when you are nominated for a ministerial position, you go for DSS clearance. These are the things they look at. They look at you as a person who can incite or incite so development all this or hate. clearance they go for, then this leaves a lot to be desired. Yes, ma. And when people come to air like this to educate people, you get invitations. Hmm. But those that will come out and show that they are rascal of, rascals of epidemic proportion, Nigerian state is afraid of them. In fact, they get rewarded. There is huge search in Nigeria. We haven't seen anything yet except if people rise up from their slumber. We haven't seen anything yet. Hmm. Graduates of 1999, mm -hmm. 2000, 2003 mm -hmm. are not gainfully employed. Yes. Bandits are making millions. Kidnappers are making millions. By the hour. By so the hour. what do we stand to lose if we ask for external help? I mean, when the enemy has overrun us, yet we claim that uh, we've repelled, why the reluctance? Please, let me answer this briefly. Mm. When they are sick, they seek for external help. The president just returned from a medical trip. Hmm. The entire country is sick. 
Mm. They don't want to seek for medical help. Mm. It tells you a lot. It's so as if just said in the in the the sound bites that we played just at the beginning of the show that the president should declare a state of emergency yeah. to national security. Na Nigeria Nigeria is suffering from a cancer that needs proper healing. It needs a lot of hands to be on deck for it to be cured. You know, certain things when they happen, you hear the international community say we are we are calling uh, we are condemning this. If you remember Hotel Rwanda. What happened in Kigali and other places? It started like this. So why is the world watching Nigeria becoming ungovernable? Why is, why is Nigeria the world? watching Nigeria becoming no, ungovernable? For Nigeria, it is a failed um, process already because you can see the reactions. When Let's people get kidnapped... You, Mr. Solomon. Let me, well, well, Zoe, let, me, let me just say this quickly. You see, for the National Assembly to come out and say that... Uh, if you are caught with an illegal arm, you pay the fine of two million naira. Mm. Well, to me, it's not even enough. That's if we will go by that. But leave that at, as it is. You see, there's uh, what we call there's a bill that has been passed and is awaiting assignment of the presidential decision. He did not sign it till today, on the proliferation of, li uh, of light and small yes. weapons. And there's an organization already set out for it. And they are on all this, even in this plateau state. I can even take you to their headquarters, NATFORS. They are there. They are waiting. NATFORS are there. So what are we doing? If our borders, you say our borders are closed, we have what? We have customs. We have immigration. We have Nigerian police. We have the military. So from where are these weapons coming, on from, in, coming into the country? Leave it at that. Now, if you go to the port, we have a scanner, a big scanner at all the major ports in Nigeria that scan whatever size of container that comes in. But they tell you that the scanner is working. It's not working. I'm telling you this from a reliable source, that the scanner is not working deliberately. Okay, now, look at what happened. There was, we were watching on news some years, some, I think two years back, when a truck left the port and then it was intercepted in the city of Lagos. And then when they began to offload the things, what did we saw? It was woods that were inside, plywoods coming in from abroad. But at the tail end of the container were pump actions, rifles. rifles. Now, how is it that the, the, the container left the port and it was intercepted within the city center? Let me tell you what, what probably might have happened. Maybe somewhere... Someone somewhere that usually get the tips for this thing to move smoothly was not given, and he knew about it and had to expose it. You understand? So if the National Assembly are coming out today, already the president has given an order. If you are caught with a rifle, shoot on shoot sight. sight. So since the day he was given that order, he gave that order till today. Who has been shot at sight? I ask you that question. I, I ask our listeners. All right, Mr. Aaron so, Jamal. I, I think um, quickly, let me see something concerning what you asked, um, the call for um, external help. Now, now, it may interest you to know that some few um, uh, months or about a year ago, I stumbled on this communication. And uh, this communication was um, from one of the, uh, the regional heads of the NGOs that we have those that are in charge of um, humanitarian aids and what have you to, uh, especially the Northeast. Now, in that communication, there was a paragraph that was very, very interesting mm -hmm. to me, and it drew my attention. Sadly, that particular paragraph talked about complicity of government to what has been happening, the lingering insurgency. Now, you tell me, does Nigeria look to you like a country that needs external help? Because those that are out there are watching us and are beginning to see 
some of the dynamics and the reasons why this thing has continued that these things have not stopped what is giving rise to these things to continue they have seen that we have a hand in it so the question is do you really want the help that you're looking for and for anybody to come out there and say okay let me assist you he must have seen the efforts that you are making on your own so internally we have not shown that how proactive that we can be in terms of uh, managing this these issues or bringing them to the barest minimum we have not made any effort and there are signs that those who are in government have a hand in it sadly you definitely it would it would it would be some sort of discouragement to anybody who is even interested in helping nigeria to salvage this problem so to add to what uh, mr aaron said uh, he asked a fundamental question. Does Nigeria look like a country that needs help from abroad? What is it that we don't have? What is it that we don't have? Is it the oil? Is it agriculture? Is it human? Is it the youths that are lying down without jobs? What is it that we, d we don't have in this country? Now, yesterday the president of Niger Republic visited our president. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just elected, so he visited our president. And when he visited our president, he tendered his own request to our own president that this is, this is, this is, this is what I want your country to help me do. You understand? So Nigeria is a very big country. We don't lack anything. We went to Liberia, Sierra Leone, conquered them. Nigerian was the first uh, chief of army staff in an African country. You understand? He did well. He came back. So what is it that we are lacking? We are not lacking anything. We have the brains. Is it, is it the, 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 the lecturers in the universities, polytechnics? Is it, uh, is, it, is it the teachers we have in our secondary schools? Or even the parents, the good parents? We have even, as uh, Aaron uh, Musa Shams has been saying, we have good religious leaders in this country. So where are we? Where, where Why are we, we going through this? Where, where, where did we went out of track? Mm. That's the question. Well, the president yesterday assured uh, his Nigerian colleague uh, who is in Nigeria on his first international visit after his inauguration on April 2nd that he will stabilize the West African region for the benefit of the two <coughs> countries. Well, for the benefit should be for the benefit of West Africa. And Buhari describes some Nigerians and Nigerians as people with similar cultures, languages, and ways of life. And in quotes, he says... And we also share about 1,500 kilometers of land border, so we cannot ignore each other. And he's also saying that, uh, uh, he stated that Niger also suffers high casualties from terror attacks, adding that, in quotes, we will do all it takes to secure our two countries. Well, let's hear from you this morning, Platorians. What is your take? The phone lines are buzzing already. 90 in four places, 99 and 090-9884. 8848. We're looking at a lot of issues this morning, especially concerning domestic security right now. Seven years after Chibok girls' abduction, resurgence of killings on the plateau, the Waring killings, and the Nigerian minister linked to terrorism. Hello, good morning. Are you there? Good morning to you. Please go ahead. Good morning. Your name is. Sunday. Sunday from Tudunwada. Please address your concern in a yes. minute. Uh, see, let, me, see, let me tell you the truth. You see, when we talk about insecurity, look at the look at the, all the service chief. Look at the, all, all our uh, immigration, custom, um, prison, and other job, uh, uh, what, do, what do you call the, 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 the other one? Well, look at it now. No, it's, it, it's all the, we are talking about the, the, the religious something. You, you put all the, all, 
all your all, all, all this for you and then you want the security to be to be where where uh, skill. It cannot happen like that. It cannot happen like that. Make it everything to be you know, to be in good order and so that uh, people will know what <laughs> let anyone tell the truth. This uh, this uh, government is based on the truth. If you can, do call us right back. We're not getting the best of your contribution at this time. 90 in four places, 99 and 90 Hello and good morning. Hello. Hello and good, good morning, morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Your name and address your concern. Zoe and uh, Musash. Hello. Oh, I guess the network is not being very friendly at this time. Do not forget, you can also join in on the conversation on our feedback handles on social media. On Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss. Instagram and Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello and good morning. Good morning. Very much. I'm Musa Ashans. All right. There's also Solomon in the studio, Mr. Yes, Solomon T, and also Mr. Aaron Jamo. Yes, good morning to the two guests. Well, um, Nigeria is a country that uh, we've not even guided, we've not protected ourselves. And I don't even get to understand the president talking about our two countries. You know, you not protect your own country, men. You can't even protect where you come from, Castilla State. And you're talking about Nigeria Republic. So that is uh, a side. The issue of terrorism, we are not sincere to ourselves. We are sincere, we will need this issue and address this issue. United uh, Arab Emirates, they gave us a list of people linked with sponsoring uh, terrorism, Boko Haram. What have we done? Have we, have we, have we investigated on that list? So the government says if they talk, if they, if they talk, this and that will happen, they will mention people. Why is the DSS not even asking these people to mention these names? Hmm. Look at the issue of Pansami, for instance, have been put on, on in place. Why, where is DSS? Where is the, where is the NIA, the Nigerian Intelligence Agency? Where are they? But remember when um, Mr. Badaya Lafia made a comment some time ago, he was picked yes, up. Yes, and these are the double yes, standards that we keep even, talking even, about even, in this country. Yes, even here, yeah, Buba, yeah, okay, yeah, very close to terminals. Yeah, he was picked up by DSS. But you get people who have even opened up their mind, even come out to say they have denounced. I don't even get to that they have denounced and up to today, nobody has made any arrest. That's my take. Thank you. Thank you, Emeka from Taminas. 90 places, 99 and 090 Hello and good morning. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello, good morning, my teacher and uh, sister. Go ahead, and address your concern. Thank you very much. I'm gentle from that at the mm. Yes. I just are spoken very, very fine, especially the one that spoke first. Concerning, I just want to ask the question now. Because we, some of us had it from our president himself, I said, during good luck, period. I'm sorry, we're not getting the best of your contribution, sir. If you can, do call us back again. The phone lines are not uh, so clear or friendly at this time, but keep trying. We will take your call as soon as we see it uh, coming through. Hello and good morning. Good morning, Zoe. Thank you for calling. 
Mr. Jude from Unity Junction, go ahead. My sister, the problem we are having with this administration is that they are not sincere to us. You understand? You know, during their campaign policies, they didn't tell us they cannot end Bukhara within three months. We should stun them. But as we do not, we refuse to stun them, we still watching them to see whether they, they can do the needful. And they are not ready to do the needful. The insecurity all over the place. And they are not doing anything about it. The Northern leaders, Northern leaders, they are not doing anything about it. Let me tell you, Zui, you know, as a result of quiet of the Northern leaders and the Northern elites is what is causing problems in the East now. Has it been the race up and, you know, tackle these things? Right? All these things that happen in the East will not, will not come up. You see? So that's the truth. And the government of the day, they are sitting there, okay, see the appointment. See, it was somebody that makes somebody to be sent to death, they still put it inside the, the administration. What, are we, what, 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 what kind of thing is this? When we say, they say that uh, whether it's speech or, or whatever. I have this country, but what, the way we are seeing things, honestly speaking, the government of the year are not getting it right. God bless you, my Thank you so much for your contribution. Hello. All right. Um, well, Musa and uh, Mr. Solomon, Mr. Aaron, it almost seems as though people have this helplessness and hopelessness about even the way they, you know, when you hear the comments, you know that people in some way have given up. I mean, what do we begin to do? Let's now come to the plateau where six people were killed while three others were injured on Thursday in an attack by gunmen at Waring Community in Rio, local government area of Plateau State. The attack occurred three days after eight people who were mining at a neighboring Kuru community were killed in just south local council area. The latest attack in Waring community also came a few days after gunmen attacked in Dar community in Bokos local government area and abducted four varsity students who were later rescued. And the lawmaker representing Riom local government area in the State House of Assembly, Timothy Dantong, confirmed the killing of six of his constituents to JFM in just uh, last week Friday. And Dantong uh, also uh, condemned the killings and said that the matter had been reported to the police police and other law enforcement agents. The police public relations officer in the plateau, Uba Ogaba, uh, when contacted, requested more time to get details on the latest incidents. Residents who reacted on the latest attack described the killings as one too many and urged the state government to take urgent steps so as to stop the ugly situation from degenerating further. Now, another thing uh, to look at uh, when we look at this issue is also um, the nature of the killings in Kuru, uh, which seems... Uh, is it criminality or is it, uh, it, it also paints a picture of, of street gangs and cultism. Uh, so I think we should begin to give these attacks their proper calling as much as uh, we can. So we don't run away uh, from the, you know, so-called popularized narrative of herder farmer. Let's start with you, Mr. Aaron. Okay. Um, thank you, Zoe. Um, first of all, before I see something concerning this, I want to... Um, really express my sympathy to the families of um, the deceased mm. and um, I pray that uh, God would bring the perpetrators to book. Uh, having said that, I will tell you clearly that um, there are a lot of issues that come to play when we we'll begin to look at the issue of terror or terrorism rather. Now uh, it, has, it is multifaceted and it comes in different forms. Now banditry, uh, the issue of uh, uh, kidnapping, 
the issue of uh, Boko Haram insurgency, all of these are forms of terror. Mm. All right, it's more like um, a family thing that has different children, and uh, so it's coming out in different forms. However, because like I said yesterday when I was on the program, I said it was something miniature that has been allowed to explode and has become difficult to contain. And that is exactly how it is. So it's beginning to give birth to different kinds of children. And just, that's why we're seeing them in these forms. Now, it doesn't stop the fact that, okay, they come in, in the same like where there, there are weapons and then there is um, the typical feature of killing involved. So it means that lives are just taken without um, any, 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 any conscience, right? And then these things are done with impunity. Now, the bad part of it is that because it's been done and nothing has been done about it, it continues. So it continues to linger and it gets worse. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, when somebody kills someone today and gets away with it, tomorrow he will kill two people. Mm. Next tomorrow is three people and then it continues. There. And then it goes exponential. All right? And then the figures keep going up. The sad part of it is that even uh, the society now is beginning to look at it like a normality. It has become mm, the new normal. All right? And that is the saddest part of it. Rather than rebuke it, rather than stand up to fight it, people are now quiet. Mm. Now, the issue is that, going back to um, what you talked about, about the wearing killing and all that, um, there are issues that you need to look at. Uh, first of all, there is the economic conspiracy mm. that is tied to it because um, some of these things were done at a mining site. Now, these are gangs, all right? There's criminality involved, yes, mm. but these are gangs, and then there's banditry. Now, these are gangs who know that those people who went to the mines were going there for something that was going to be valuable, something they would sell for money, and something that is some sort of um, uh, 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 life earner for them. Now, the idea is that after killing them, I'm sure they made away with whatever they were able to get from them. Now, there is also another thing that you need to look at. There's also a cultural uh, conspiracy as well as religious, because those who were able to escape from some of the crimes in some of the locations that you mentioned were able to say that this is the ethnic uh, 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 places that some of these uh, perpetrators belong to. Hearing them speak in the course of uh, the, the whole problem and all that, some of them who survived were able to say that these are the people that we suspected. King, you understand what I'm saying? So if you look at it, it is pointing a picture that certain people are now uh, a dominant force and they do things with impunity and they get away with it simply because probably they have somebody defending them in government. All right. And it is about time that we begin to look at these things. And I say sadly that these things go on without even having the security operatives being proactive. Most of the time you see them, okay, like what you said, the commissioner of police or whoever was going to tell you that uh, he has not gotten the details yet and all that. You know that we are, insecurity is a front burner today. We are, it, we are deeply challenged by insecurity. I don't need to tell you to set up uh, uh, surveillances, uh, vigilance, and what have you, especially in places that are prone or vulnerable to some of these attacks. Now, these things have gone on for over time. Uh, imagine that for, 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 for over 12 years, things have been happening. And then people are not making proactive measures. You understand what I'm saying? So, it's, so, so to them, I think it's like, it's like a new normal thing. You, you can just call the commissioner of police today and you tell him that a uh, social crime happened there. And then he said, eh, okay, I'll send some boys there to go and find out. A life has been mm. lost. Imagine if it was his own life or that of his child mm. or something. So our attitude towards some of these things honestly needs to be addressed. And there's a need that as a nature we come together in unity now, regardless of some of these differences, because we must obliterate some of the lines that we have laid some of these things through. Religion, uh, ethnicity, and what have you. God has made us multi, multi-tribal, God has, has, has given us this composition for us to benefit from it, mm. not to end up in ruins. And right, I think Musa. that it's high time that we look into that. Um, it's quite pathetic that people get killed like um, animals and it doesn't perturb anyone. 
If you go to the social media space, you'll be shocked to see that you will see an individual posting that wherein community might be attacked today or tomorrow. Hmm. And you will see that Kuru community might be attacked today or tomorrow. Hmm. That brings me to the intelligence gathering of our security apparatchik. Is it that they are not sensitive? Is it that they have lost the battle already? Is it that they have resigned to faith? Is it that the job has become something else? Because um, even when you are in a, in, a, in a job, for example, like the Nigerian customs, there's no room for growth. They will bring a retirement three months to come and head you. They don't even inspire you mm. to want to do great things so that you become the head tomorrow. Mm. The Weren killing, very unfortunate. Mm. Kuru killing, very unfortunate. In Bokos, there was killing. Basa, they are used to it to the Irigue nation. Mm. You kill three today, you kill five tomorrow. If you sum it up, you are killing nations. And you know that there is a grand design because people don't get arrested. So they go away with impunity mm. because people feel they have somebody somewhere. I told um, I, one general that was STF commandant one time here. I said, sir, if you do these things today here on the plateau, rain does not fall on one roof. You can be retired this or late this or former this. Nobody stays in, on this planet till forever. Mm. That is why our forefathers are not here. Mm. Whatever you do, do it as if you are doing unto God. It does not matter whether you are a Christian or a Muslim. But we have sent our conscience to the abbeys. We are just about. We are just concerned about instant gratification. We do it because of our religion. Even when it comes to the religion, we break it down to our interdenominational um, leanings. Even when it gets to that, we break it down to our tribes, and, tribes all and all of that. Countries don't develop with such things. It will interest you to know that Indians will go to the UK and they will become mayor of London. Pakistanis will go to America and they will become senators. But here, people are from this end. There's nothing anybody will do about it. But people will rather prefer Chadians and Malians because of certain things to lead you. And people come and kill with reckless abandon. And nobody, nobody brings them I mean, to book. We have 100,000 Nigerians in Niger already. Yes, from Damasak. From Damasak is not far. Why will you have a community that will come and be ransacked three times in a week? Why will you stay in such a community? You will say you love your community, I want to stay here and die. If you no die, question. government will not remember you. That is the end. You have a family to cater for. You are going to leave holes in people's hearts. So government needs to wake up. I'm not saying governance is easy. Mm. I've done it at the local level. Governance is extremely difficult. But you can simplify it by bringing people that understand what it takes to be in leadership positions. You shouldn't be bringing patrons of ethnic nationalities to become leaders. You shouldn't be bringing people whose tonality is laced with anger, with hate, with acid. People that will want to tear this country apart. You have to bring people that are patriotic, people that love Nigeria, people that are humane and urban. You, don't, you shouldn't bring people that will say, if you kill this person, you are killing us. When people are killed, they are Nigerians. Don't bring coloration to it. Don't say three Muslims were killed, but, three Christians were killed. They are human it's, beings. It's easy for us to say all of these things, but when you look at it, it is an ideology. <laughs> How do we begin to get rid of the ideology before just saying, oh, let's not do No, this I agree. Because, you know, I mean, I, I, I read that in the 70s, Nigeria sent a lot of scholars to the <laughs> East, <laughs> and these are the people who came back with these ideologies. Do we begin to censor where we 
go to school and what we're being taught. I mean, we know our educational system is not top-notch at the moment. We go to so many places to school. Who knows what people are being taught in these places? If, if I mean, it, when we look at where Pantami schooled, that should give us an idea yeah. of the ideology that came out of that. So ideologies, no matter what we do to curb insecurity, we must curb the ideology. If you, if you say, okay, um, we're trying to get um, for, for, for the Northwest and the Northeast, one of the differences that was made is that in the Northwest, people were more willing to give information. In the Northeast, nobody gives information. It's an ideology. How do we curb that ideology and stop it from growing in the minds of people? Okay, Zoe, um, sorry to, um, to... I want to say something clearly here. These people, from the information we got some time back, that even when attacks are made within a community, that whoever, as an individual, comes out to divulge information concerning those who have done those attacks to security agencies. Like Honestly, he uh, will be the next target. Exactly, he becomes the next target. Mm -hmm. the you next see, target. so the idea is that there's a lot of fear that has saturated the atmosphere, mm -hmm. that victims are less, are, are actually left at the mercy of God and not, are not any form of security or, so or the government. To add to what Aaron just said, and I concur with him seriously, there was a sad event that took place on Sunday in our area. Very sad indeed. Around some minutes after five, just on Sunday, a guy just came back from work. He's a miner, just brought down his things for processing, just sat down at a joint just to cool off by the roadside. Not up to 20 minutes, some guys came on a motorbike, four of them. One came down, went straight to him shot him on the ear, hmm. and one at the back of the head. Now, I told you by the roadside, because of fear of what my brother just mentioned now, of being, okay, I know those guys, I know mm. those guys. By the time you call the police or the authorities, you explain to them, you'll be the next target. Hmm. Now, let me tell you something. To shock you to know that these guys left that place and left the man there. And left the man there. Nobody hold them. Nobody was able to say, they went this way, let's chase them. Mm. Nobody was Till today, if you ask, where did they follow? Someone will tell you that they went up, down. Someone will say they went down this way. Nobody knew. The same day, yesterday, I was just sitting down. Someone, my wife was showing me something on, 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 on her phone. She said, look at this. This is my classmate. We just graduated. Waiting to be mobilized by the NYSC. He was shot yesterday at a... Here at around Tina, three bullets, and then he was. They, they used a stone on his head. Hmm. Now, they weren't killing. You understand? They went to mining. They went for mining, rather. Now, they went for mining, and this mining that we are carrying out is an illegal form of mining. Now, because there's unemployment, too much of unemployment, the youths will want to get something. They want to be gainfully employed. Mm. That is why they will go for all these jobs. Now, when they are out there for this job, no security. Now, I said it's an elite, so nobody will give you security. Because an economy is being fetched there. They are being, they, they, they get money exchange hands there. People will tend to attack you. You understand? Now, if they have been attacked, who will take care of them? And you know, at that place, it has been for long, for long, a danger spot. Mm. Especially the one at around Kuru. All right, let's, let's, Kuru let's, let's just round up yes. now. With this helplessness, Musa, what can the Nigerian citizen begin to do for himself or herself? Is uh, there a way out? Nigerians have done a lot for themselves. Basically, it's the government that should wake up. 
so that our major weakness will not be the mm. cartographic binaries that government has made us to create. As sound as Musa may sound, mm. somebody will now ask, what religion does he profess? Mm. And the love will dwindle down. Mm -hmm. As sound as Pantami may sound, mm. somebody will ask, is he a Muslim? Mm. Then Christians will not just love him. There is a need for reorientation. The National Orientation Agency is a it's weakling. Not doing it's it's, it's, it's mm. not doing It does not exist. Mm. Because there are a lot of things that we need to tell Nigerians. There are a lot of issues that need to be addressed. People see themselves as enemies. It is the us versus them clan. It is on the plateau, if you come, for example, to Plateau North, you will see ethnic cleavages. Oh, These people don't like this person and plateau. you don't even have the reason. It's all over Do you the understand? Plateau. And for example, is there a plateau man that does not like Ahmed Musa? He has money. He is a star. He has done well for himself. So do well for yourself and people will like you. If you are a nuisance to the society, nobody claims you. If you are a problem to the society, nobody says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. But right. Ahmed Musa, for example... Originally, I know it's not from Plateau, but I can beat my chest anywhere in the world oh, and say Obi. he is our son. Oh, Mikel Obi. Yeah. Oh, Peter and Paul sports, of Peace Square. Oh, am I? When it comes to sports, we don't seem to have those uh, divisions. I don't know how. Mr. Solomon, please, let's round up. Well, <laughs> solutions. The solution to this problem is, uh, Zoe, I alter it to unemployment. That's how I see it. I alter it to unemployment. Yesterday, the chief of army staff said that they are going to embark on recruitment of Nigerian soldiers. Mm. So, fine. If you're going to recruit soldiers, I agree. Go what ahead. What caliber recruit of people them. are being recruited? Recruit them. Recruit them. Let it be that the son of nobody who does not know anybody in defense headquarters, who does not have any corner in, in, in Rukuba Barracks, will go to walk straight to the cyber cafe, make his application. At the end of the day, if he is qualified, he'll be chosen. Now, these are the people that have, if, unless you have passion for the job, you cannot do the job and you cannot take it. See, Zoe, you cannot, I cannot build my house, put my security, get my, my, my water, get my light, and then you tell me that the, what is the government doing for me? Well, I pay my, 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 my child cannot go to... Uh, so your solution is unemployment. People need more employment, yes. Mr. Aaron. Um, I would choose to look at it from um, the political dimension. Mm. Uh, politics has a huge role to play in some of the things that are happening. And um, I would like to tell Nigerians that it's about time that when it comes to making political decisions Come in terms 2023. of and all that, we should choose the right kinds of people that would man these jobs because our sentiments... Uh, be it religious, be it uh, cultural, be it uh, whatever kind of type of ethnic or whatever way you want to look at it, have become a bane and has really impeded our choices of people but who are credible. But do we really understand exactly how much this, this has taken forward. a toll on what, us? What has, what has eaten us up over the over mm -hmm. years now would need somebody that would do a lot of work to redeem us. And it is about time that we come into collectivity in our own roles as electorates by choosing people who are right and by not accepting little monies at, at, at the polling unit, units or centers and voting people who are not proper for this job. It's about time that we begin to look at this. Thank you so much, gentlemen. It has been very informative talking to Mr. Solomon T. Mejidadi and also Musa Shoms and Mr. Aaron James Jamo. Thank you so much, gentlemen. This morning, we looked at the state of the nation tackling domestic security, seven years after Chibo girls' abduction, resurgence of killings on the plateau and the Nigerian minister linked to terrorism. This is what we have for you in the offing this Tuesday morning. Keep it down locked right here. Up next comes News Top of the Hour. And after that, the Midday Show with Ogidigo. This is where I drop the anchor. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.